Sunny 16 presents. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the music and photography podcast i'm billy sanford and my special guest today is molly kate hi molly how are you doing hello i'm great how are you i'm wonderful thank you for asking <laughs> i've been following along with your journey over the last year or so and noticed a couple of weeks ago you know you had had two separate reviews one for acros or acros oh yes that you <laughs> shot in, yeah that you shot at the concert and then another for the minolta gf that you shot at a festival and both of these things jumped out at me as though you know concerts and festivals are great places to go shoot if especially if you like people pictures mm -hmm. and so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that in just a minute about people and uh in your pictures and and concerts and festivals but i thought maybe we could start out with a little bit of background uh leading up to your to your creativity and uh <laughs> all the different things you've been up to. So I heard you on Lucy's podcast, as I mentioned before we started recording, and I think you mentioned on there that you come from a big family. And I have, I have one sister. She is three years older than me. So that was enough of an age difference where when we got older, we weren't in school the same school at the same time yeah. we ran in different circles it wasn't like anybody was in anybody's shadow or anything like that so maybe our age difference kind of helped us out there and then uh, me and my much better half we have one son so he's an only child and we haven't you know either as a child or a parent I didn't have to kind of deal with some of the things that I have always imagined maybe pop up in a big family. But so, so kind of tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you growing up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you definitely had much less competition. That's right. <laughs> Especially for like food leftovers and desserts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so yeah. So I'm one of five. So I have three brothers and one sister. Okay. And my parents did a pretty good job of spacing us out. So we're about each two years apart. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm the second oldest mm -hmm. and it, it goes, so I have my older brother and then me and then my sister, and then I have two younger brothers okay. and being in a big family of seven, <laughs> um, there is 
I mean, for us, we definitely had a lot of sibling rivalry. Uh, I think me and my sister, although we're best friends now, we definitely right. weren't at the time growing up. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah, it's and it's really interesting because each one of us has formed just completely differently. So, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm not sure if that is, it's probably a factor of growing up in a in a large family. I don't know. Everyone sort of had to find their thing, maybe. Right. So we're all very different, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a wild, wild childhood. It was it was a lot of fun, um, right. but then there were definitely a lot of moments, a lot of fighting, and you know, as as usual. <laughs> sure, I can uh, imagine. Well, well, yeah. one of the things that has come up in several of these conversations about music and photography is, you know, our siblings are often our first friends and they do have yeah. some influence over us. My older sister, I know a lot of the music that I started listening to when I was much younger was, was, you know, just whatever she was into. So did y'all have some of that dynamic as well? Oh, uh, you know, so actually when you, um, I thought this was an interesting question because yeah. I would probably say we didn't really and I, I think we were so we were probably more influenced by our parents when we were super young okay they listened to a lot of uh like what we would call classic rock but rock right. like the eagles journey um, sure. all those bands queen and I, I absolutely fell in love with with all of that i we were we had definitely different tastes so mm -hmm. yeah i would say so probably our parents influenced us and then because we were we were so different like i definitely sort of went the more rocky punky and I, even country <laughs> in there too <laughs> right right okay um, but then my sister for example was super into pop like uh ed sheeran kind of stuff sure yeah uh, and i was like oh man like <laughs> <laughs> you know um so yeah we were we were very different so I think we actually, we probably didn't, we probably would influence each other more now because um, mm -hmm. we're sort of into some similar things. So me and my sister were both into a lot of like folk music. Mm -hmm. And so we'll, we'll share that now, but I think growing up, we were so different. <laughs> right. Well, who probably, was, yeah. who was the uh, photographer in the family for holidays or vacations or that sort of thing? Oh, definitely my mom. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. That my mom and and me, mm -hmm. I think we were the only ones that sort of picked that up in the family. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting that nobody, because she was she was the photographer of her family, right? And you know, aunts and uncles, and um, we. She was one of seven, oh, and my wow. dad. Okay. Yeah, my dad was <laughs> one of ten. Um, oh, or, wow. well, actually, actually eight. So. There were lots of aunts and uncles and cousins to go around photographing. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I was the only one that sort of picked that up from her. And okay. uh, everyone else sort of had found their own different interests. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the other thing about your, your story as it pertains to um, maybe things that have influenced you was, was growing up in New England, the Boston area, New Hampshire now, and then moving to the UK. And I remember when I was in college, one of the books we read was The Sun Also Rises, 
by Hemingway. And that always kind of captured my imagination because, of course, the setting of the book is Americans living in Paris after the war and they take a weekend trip to Spain and just imagining, you know, sort of that lifestyle about being an American growing up in America, but then moving over to Europe and living over there and sort of the kind of how different that would be. So what what has kind of been your experience moving to Wales? Was it a big culture shock or or did you just roll with it? I I think I I, I rolled with it because I had to. Right. <laughs> but it was a much bigger culture shock than I was initially expecting. Mm-hmm. So I I we we also grew up watching a lot of British like TV or movies. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, like Jane Austen, we were obsessed with Jane Austen and, <laughs> and all those movies like Pride and Prejudice and Emma. Right. And I think we, we had a very, I think that was Victorian. Was that? Um, we had a very sort of that era idea, right. um, sort of like a romantic. <laughs> sure. And, and I think, I think I thought it would be more similar, but it is so different. So there was a huge culture shock going there. And then, of course, when I went there, I think I had about three or four months before COVID hit. Oh, wow. Uh, so, I, so I only experienced um, the sort of, I guess, you, you know, pre-COVID life right. for a few months. And then it was a very different experience then. Um, sure. I'll bet. Yeah, it was, it's, it was very different. Even just very little things, subtle things like sort of nuances in people's the way they speak and and slang obviously terms that they use like i i had all this terminology like oh i'm so chuffed i'm like what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) so there was a lot to learn (laughs) right right Uh, or like i'm so knackered like what does that mean (laughs) i mean someone's tired but you know i had no i was like are you hitting your i don't know (laughs) Well, so you had a few months before COVID, and then, of course, I'm sure during COVID or during the height of it, uh, didn't get a chance to kind of check things out as much. But now that things are a little bit more back to normal, have you had the chance to get out and kind of yes. check out some of the local scene and get a little yes. taste of the flavor? Oh, it has been it's been so good. So. You mentioned you saw um, a couple of the film reviews where I took it yeah. to, to festivals. Mm-hmm. This summer was the first summer where we could really, like, things weren't canceled. Mm-hmm. So I think we just tried to go to as many as possible. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so we went to, I saw the first aid kit in Bristol. We saw Pearl Jam in London. Oh, we went to this amazing festival in Wales. It's called Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a take on Glastonbury, um, but it's in okay. Barry Island, right? In, in Wales, <laughs> which is a really funky place. I love, I love it. Yeah. And they had all these tribute bands that were just incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if it pretty close to the real thing, as far as I could tell, <laughs> uh, we had Dean Jones, so Tom Jones's um, <laughs> impersonator. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we've been able to get out this summer and just, you know, try and sort of make up for lost time. Right. And, and you're uh, in, you're in Cardiff. Yes. Is that right? 
so what is the scene like in Cardiff? Maybe not like big festivals, but just your local pub. Is there a pretty healthy music scene there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't sort of dived into it as much as right. I'm going to when I get back because <laughs> um, I'm in the, the U.S. right now visiting my family. But um, yeah, I mean, there there's lots of places where live music is played. Uh, it, mm -hmm. It's been on hold mostly because of, of COVID, uh, but there is a very lively scene and there's also a very lively street music scene as well. Okay, yeah. So um, my partner actually busks in okay. like Cardiff a lot. <laughs> awesome. So if you ever visit Cardiff, you might see him around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of buskers because uh, there's no there's no restrictions on sort of where and when and how loud you can play on the street. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that play out there. Uh, so it's it's very lively. I think Cardiff is a very lively city. Um, I think anyone in the UK will probably be familiar with um, if they've been there, if anyone's been there. Uh, it, it's quite like a party scene at night on the weekends. Okay. Uh, yeah. it's very, it can get pretty, pretty nuts. But I'm I'm sort of past that now, so <laughs> I I love the um sort of the live music and uh, the street music and yeah it's it's a great place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what does your partner play? It instrument and type of music. So he does guitar mainly mm -hmm. and folk. Or okay. Kind of rocky stuff. <laughs> right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I was just completely <laughs> off track uh, side, <laughs> no no sidebar I was just in New Orleans uh, this past oh. weekend and of course there's all kinds of street performers yeah. down there but they're mostly playing jazz or ragtime type music or whatever but I love that that's great oh that sounds amazing I love New Orleans it is what yeah it's uh, got it's got good and bad points yeah <laughs> true but, uh, very true yeah but it, but it it is it is an experience i don't think there's another city in the world exactly like that so yeah i uh, strongly encourage everyone to try it at least once so the other part about moving um to the uk and being into photography i mean has that had any do you feel like it has had an influence on your photography? Is it either the scenery or the weather or both of those things or just the general <laughs> the general scene? Had, has it had an impact, do you think? Yeah, I mean, definitely. So I think being in sort of being in cities. So I actually I was in London first okay. for work. But then co when COVID happened, I sort of went to, to Wales because that's where my partner is from. Mm -hmm. And now I'm there permanently. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's the weather definitely is a factor. Right. <laughs> Even though we were just talking that there are definitely more sunny days than some people might make it seem. Right. Um, but definitely the rain can influence what you shoot. So I've, I think I've been, I've been shooting a lot more black and white. Mm -hmm. um, probably when it's a bit rainy or overcast and and doing street photography I've been shooting more black and white also because it's cheaper <laughs> <laughs> um, but true. yeah yeah and oh my gosh I lost my train of thought 
<laughs> I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> well, just about the impact of living over there on your photography. So maybe for context, I, I mean, before you moved over there, what sort of photography did you, was it more color and maybe less street photography or? Yeah, I think, of, yeah. It was, yeah, it where was did you come more, from? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was probably more landscape. Okay. Because being in New Hampshire, it has so many beautiful landscapes. And then, I mean, being in the U.S., I just, I, I probably did a lot more landscape. But I also had a car and I could, I could drive to those places. Right. So I don't, I don't have a car in the U.K. Um, I mean, okay. I do, I do have a chauffeur. <laughs> so, um, but I, I can't, you know, I have to, to balance my requests. <laughs> right. Of sure. where I want to be chauffeured to. Um, but I mean. <laughs> You, you can get around, the public transport system is awesome, so you can get around, but like to get to really nice landscapes, you do sort of need that car. So right. I think I definitely went more towards the street urban photography in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, but also I think where I was in Boston, there's definitely a photography community, but I think when I moved to the UK, it just, it's so incredibly strong there. So I think I uh, like, especially with film. Mm -hmm. So I think that also maybe like energized me to shoot <laughs> more there as well. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that, that sort of does bring us to what I mentioned at the top about people and, and, shooting at concerts and festivals and stuff but that is the thing that stands out of course usually are, are a lot of people you know have people in their street photography <laughs> and just in photography in general I, I feel like you know i hear people say sometimes oh i don't like to do portraits or I don't want to do weddings or senior portraits or that sort of thing. I just don't want to do people photography and maybe, maybe they feel rushed or flustered, you know, mm -hmm. because if there's somebody there sitting there waiting on you to take their picture, it can be a yeah. little nerve wracking sometimes Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe they had a bad experience, you know, at some point where, they took pictures and the person didn't like them maybe yeah. or or whatever it could be any number of things but clearly some people don't like people photography and some people really love it you know they can't get enough of it and certainly you know i guess where i kind of come down on this i do take a lot of pictures in my local downtown area but i tend to go there real early on the weekends when there's nobody around <laughs> and and i mean there's a few reasons for that one that's when i can go down there and shoot and also you know if it's early it's easier to find a place to park close to where you want to go and and all of these number of reasons but on the other hand usually the subject of my photograph is a building so I, I would I wouldn't say I do like traditional street photography or anything like that. But one, you know, when you go back and look at those pictures, it does stand out that there's no people there, right? It doesn't look it it look something looks off about it, and it's there's not 
life in the city, right? That that a normal person just standing on the sidewalk would see people walking by or people walking their dogs or riding bicycles or something like that. So the the point here was not for me to explain my standpoint so much as to ask you about yours, but going back to what you said, you went to London first. And I think one of your early blog posts was some portraits you took of a dancer, right? So you've yeah. done some you've done some portrait work and what you would have been talking about with your street photography you know those pictures have people in the midst as well i just what in general is your take on having people in your pictures oh this is a good question <laughs> um i mean it depends on what you like really mm -hmm. so if you if you love having that look of sort of not like an abandoned town, but just a very quietness and a, it, it's more about the building and the town and you sort of get the sense of, of the place. Right. Um, then, I mean, that's, that's definitely a, like a feeling. Sure. <laughs> that, you, that you can go for it. I guess it depends on what you like or, or if you want to, if you want to go for the, I, I do actually really like that. So I, mm -hmm. I kind of like when I, I like both, Right. <laughs> I, like, I like everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, okay. Maybe another way to come at it would be, you know, you talked about, you used to do landscapes and now you live, well, I guess Boston is a city with a lot of people <laughs> in it, but where you're living now and the, you know, your opportunity to get out and shoot, there's likely to be people around. Was that, yeah. was that a thing that ever even occurred to you? Hey, I used to be out taking pictures of trees, but now there's sidewalks and people. And did, was it, did it, did it enter into the equation for you at all? I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I was always, I was always scared of taking pictures of people. And I think maybe that's another reason why I gravitated towards the landscapes as well, aside from it being sort of like where I was. Right. Uh, but I always, I always loved uh, other photographers' pictures of people. So street photographers, documentary photographers, that was this, the photography I wanted to look at. Right. But I was terrified. <laughs> And, and I understand that feeling of, of not wanting, well, I mean, it, maybe some people just aren't interested in taking pictures of people, but then, right. then you've got people who are, but maybe it's either, it's either scary or you just don't have like the, the free time when people are there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I used to be, used to be terrified, but then, you know, when you're there and that's what you've got. So mm -hmm. if you live in the city and that's what's around you, that's what you've got to shoot. So exactly, <laughs> you just have to, I mean, it's a pro what you shoot is a product of like where you are often. So yeah, I mean, and, and the more you do it, the less scary it is. Right. Um, so I, and, and I love it. I, people are incredibly interesting and fascinating and so different and unique. And it's, I love, I mean, there's just, I feel like there's this endless amount of photos of people that are possible. Sure. And it's, it's just incredible that there is that 
what's the word I'm I'm thinking of? It's it's like uh like the universe how it just never ends. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I, I love it, and I love I love having people in pictures and and photographing that life in that liveliness and I mean both both street photography and portraits as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the portraits definitely it's it definitely takes a lot of energy depending on if you're sort of introverted or extroverted. Uh, it'll take more energy to kind of set those up and. Right. and go through that process um but it's so for me yeah i love it i i'm sort of when when you get over the and i still get like scared sometimes <laughs> especially if you're out of practice a bit right uh, but yeah do, I, I love it do you do a lot of portraits i haven't done in so long but i used to so when i just before i left for the uk and then when I first got there, I got really into portraits mm -hmm. um, because I had wanted to do them for so long, but I had been too scared. <laughs> um, but then I think there were a few portrait meetups around the Boston area, which were amazing, but they they were sort of like few and far between. But then when I got to London, it was like they were everywhere. <laughs> so right. you, could, you could sign up for these meetups and learn more about doing portraits and get more comfortable with doing it so i i just sort of snowballed into that <laughs> yeah but then i think last year i was almost maybe doing it too much so i sort of kind of hit a point where i was like okay i need i'm definitely spending i'm like burning myself out right uh, so then i sort of took a break and that's that's actually when i started the youtube channel okay. uh, but yeah no I, I i love doing portraits i haven't done them in a while because um, I've sort of been into like other projects. Right. <laughs> I just and, sort of hop around. <laughs> and it and that that is one area I think that has, you know, maybe not as much right now, but a couple of years ago, it was that was certainly impacted by COVID. Yes. You yeah. can still get out and do landscapes, but uh, portrait work was a lot more difficult. Yes, for sure. Right. Yeah, and there was definitely a big break. <laughs> in between that time when we weren't allowed to do to do portraits as um i guess like amateurs because i think mm -hmm. if if you were like a commercial photographer you could still do it with restrictions in some places but yeah there was definitely a big pause a <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of few big pauses yeah in there for right portraits. well uh, just one final question on this on the people in the street uh aspect of it have you had any confrontations with anybody yeah i love this <laughs> so i i've only ever had one mm -hmm. and i have been pretty obvious at times uh -huh. <laughs> i think my my style now is to just try and you know be as invisible as as possible and not mm -hmm. to bother people yeah i'm definitely I, i've sort of gone i've like gone into the not not the Bruce Gilden style quite, mm -hmm. um, but I've been quite obvious at times, and I've sort of come back from that because I just would rather not not bother people. But I have had one, <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, it was in the middle of Cardiff on mm -hmm. St Mary Street, and I was shooting film actually, and I just sort of turned and I took a picture of this group of young like young kids not not kids but like uh teenagers oh my gosh right <laughs> <Sounds older. laughs> kids these days <laughs> uh 
Um, yeah, they're probably about 20, 20 okay. in their 20s. And it was, and so I, I didn't think anything of it. And I, I sort of carried on because I was probably maybe 12 feet away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I hear someone like shouting and it's a girl and, you know, they're like, hey, hey, you. And I was like, oh, gosh, I hope that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> then I just kept walking and um, Mm -hmm. I kept yelling, you know, hey, you know, and then I finally realized, oh, it probably was about me taking their picture. (laughs) And I turned around and this this young girl is coming towards me, like kind of very upset and yelling at me. And she's just sort of, you know, what do you think you're doing? Like, did you just take my picture? Like, you have no right. And I, I kind of very calmly, I was like, oh, oh, my God. And she's like, what are you doing? And I kind of, I smiled and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I'm doing like street photography. And it's this really cool thing where you go around. Like I kind of explained it really tearfully and, and nicely. And, um, and I was, you know, and she was like, oh, you have no right to take my picture. You can't do that. And, you know, I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry that I upset you. Like, don't worry. I won't post it anywhere. I won't use it. It's, it's on film. And uh, she, I think she probably didn't like, probably never heard of it so she was like why is a woman taking my picture in public um, and I'm just trying to chill right um, and then her her friend came over I think and he was just very curious about what like you know what she was upset about and I was just explaining it very very calmly and being like well actually it is it is like allowed you can take pictures in public of people mm-hmm. like that's allowed it's not illegal or anything um, and I think she kind of got upset and stormed off. Um, but her friend was like, gave me like this cool handshake. And I was like, okay, I guess like, you know, he's cool. So yeah. <laughs> he's cool with it. But um, that was the only, only issue I've ever had. Yeah. But yeah, you just sort of just stay calm and like explain why, what you're doing. And, you know, it's not, you're not doing anything wrong. It's not for some like nefarious purpose. <laughs> right so, um, yeah so, that, that was interesting <laughs> yeah and it and it that's why it's I had the thought that maybe doing uh, taking pictures at concerts or festivals would be sort of the other extreme of that right because at least <laughs> most of the music shows I go to you know people have maybe had one or two adult beverages yep. they're they're feeling loose. They may even actually want you to take their picture. What would have been kind of some of your experiences with that? It It is completely that way. It okay. is completely the opposite. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And they even pose. Um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, oh no, I don't want you to pose. <laughs> act, act natural. But they will do this, like the um, peace signs and right. they'll be like, oh, take my picture, take our picture. And then they'll get the whole group in. It's so different. Uh, yeah. So it's if you're if anyone's interested in doing street photography, that is it's festivals, events. It's the perfect place, especially where you know adult beverages are involved. Right. Right. <laughs> and exactly. and music, because and if it's sunny out, especially people are having a good time in the sun, and yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. When, when I think about people and photography, or at least my experience in it, the other part of how people fit into photography for me is not the people in the pictures, but the people 
engaging with other people that also enjoy this hobby like you and i are having this conversation now about photography but it's on a podcast it's not you know photography is not the medium and you know i think there's probably you know some vivian meyer or mayor people out there who will never know shot a ton of film until you know someone discovers a box of negatives but a lot of people do engage and and the way that i suspect a lot of people do that is sharing photos on social media and i have you know i go back and forth on this i'm in a spot now where i'm not sharing a ton but i'm I am participating in some community photography events and I'll share pictures that I make as part of mm -hmm. that. But just on the other stuff that I take, I just haven't been sharing as much. And part of that is because I'm taking pictures at the same time I'm doing my community stuff. So they would be the same pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but the other part, I think, you know, and this is the part I go back and forth on and I know it doesn't really matter, but I don't, at times, I don't feel like the stuff that I'm doing is really unique or different than what there's already a ton of out there. <laughs> oh, no, it, of course it is, because it's done by you. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and that's fair. And and I do see that. And, and it's fun, right? It, it's you share a picture and somebody comments on it and then you get a little dialogue going. And that is a great way to engage with other people. For those of us for whom photography is a hobby, you know, if, if, if it's your livelihood, then certainly you've got more writing on it. Yeah. Um, but just as this thing that we, that, that a lot of us enjoy doing, it, it is fun getting that back and forth, but, I think part of the reason for me to do this podcast was it was another way to engage with people about photography that wasn't so much about the pictures. And again, this isn't really about me. I'm saying all that to lead up to my questions for you because you have been doing a lot of stuff related to your photography that allows you to engage with the community. You know, we've talked about your YouTube channel. We've talked about your blog. You've been writing a lot for 35MMC. Kind of what, just talk some about that, about, you know, what do you get out of that over and above and beyond the, you know, as having a way to, you know, have something else to do with your photography? <laughs> I mean, is yeah. it educational in or the engagement part of it or you know uh inspiration all of the above just sort of what are some of yeah. the pieces and parts to all of that for you all of the above <laughs> <laughs> it is it's incredibly rewarding and energizing to have photography and an art that you do yourself but then to have that it it's not just yourself because it is it is everyone else and everything else that you can sort of like grab and then bring into your <laughs> into right. your experience um because you learn from other people and when you do things like uh if you if you do different things that aren't photography but that sort of allow you to engage mm -hmm. i think like for like you like your podcast i 
and YouTube, for example, or writing for other photography blogs, it just you you learn so much and you also hear from other people about their experiences and that just keeps expanding your mind right <laughs> and and your own um knowledge and and experience of what's out there in the photography world <laughs> or, right. or or just even the world because i mean photography is the medium and the art but that is not every i mean it there's so much else <laughs> right. um you know it's it's part it's just one part of the whole i guess yeah so so yeah so doing doing the youtube or i mean there's it's almost overwhelming how much there is out there that you can engage in with other people that isn't making photos that's about photos or photography mm -hmm. or life or creativity or feelings you know and I mean, there's just, I, I'm probably going <laughs> on a huge ramble right now. <laughs> no, and we talked about the meetups, right? That's another, yes. that's another thing people do. But, but yeah, let's talk about YouTube because it's been right at a year for you now, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so can you talk a little bit more about it? So it started, did you say because of COVID or, but so, sort of how did it come? How did it all come about? Well, I, so it was, I had a summer. Um, mm -hmm. So last, last summer, I was doing a lot of portraits. And I started doing shoots for a model agency in Cardiff. And I almost, I was doing too much. Right. <laughs> and I was also working like a full time job, which is sort of like a job and a half with, right. with hours that that you have to do. So I just, I just, I burned out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then September, like sort of end of August, early September, I took a break. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do something completely the opposite of portraits. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I'd always wanted to, I'd thought about starting a YouTube channel and I saw other people doing YouTube videos that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, it might be fun to like make something like that. And I love um, music and sort mm -hmm. of I've really enjoyed editing. Um, I've, I've gotten so much better at it because my, <laughs> my first videos, I mean, even the first year, it's just all been a learning experience, right. like just just a, such a big learning curve. But I love sort of putting everything together. So, yeah, so I, I was like, OK, well, even though I might it might be a bit cringe because I, was, I, was like, I, don't, I don't think I'm the kind of person that would be good at being on camera or right. doing that sort of thing. But I'm just going to try it because I think, you know, it'd be good to try. And, and then I can say, okay, I've tried it. And then if I don't want to continue, that's fine. Um, but I, it's, it was a lot of fun. So I just kept going. <laughs> and I just never stopped. <laughs> right. Well, that's just oh. a good, that's a good, that's a good point because it is like a whole different uh, skill set or multiple skill sets you got to learn. Yeah, video, audio, and even editing. And yeah. I mean, I so Lucy Lumen is amazing, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I think she she really inspired me a lot with the YouTube. Right. But then her partner 
Lux does a lot of the sort of production side of things. So he's very technical. And she started, I think she was always very open. Like, you know, if you have any questions mm -hmm. about any of this stuff, like, please don't be afraid to ask. Lux right. is more than willing to help if you've got questions on audio or video or mics and stuff. So I, oh, sorry, I'm getting off track. I forgot where I was going. <laughs> Well, no, we were we were talking about you know photography is one thing, and and anybody could say, hey, I want to start a YouTube channel, but then you figure out, oh, wow, there's all these things involved in doing that, yeah. <laughs> that maybe, I guess, depending on what a person has done, they they may be coming to that you know completely without any of those <laughs> skill sets or the yeah. equipment needed to do it or or anything like that. So it 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 seems to me like it would be a pretty big learning curve getting yeah, started. Yeah, it, it definitely was. But I, I mean, I started the first one, I think I did on my phone, mm -hmm. just with the phone and the audio on like the audio on the phone. Right. And I've gone, I've gone through a series of experimenting with different methods and different cameras and different mics. And I've actually gone backwards now to doing a lot on my phone, right. <laughs> just the phone mic. Um, so even though it is, there's a lot you could get into. I mean, it's it's like photography and cameras or any any sort of art or thing that requires like a tool where there's multiple different versions of that tool. I mean, right. you could dive so deep into video and audio and it can be overwhelming, but then, I mean, you can also just do it with a phone as well. Mm -hmm. and I think maybe when I first started, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna need to like learn all this stuff. <laughs> and it's 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 a bit overwhelming. But then you kind of have to stay, take a step back and be like, no, it's it's okay if you just want to do it on your on your phone, and that's that's fine too. Like it's phones yeah. are really good these days. Absolutely. And it's that it feels like it's it, you know. Yes, absolutely. There are channels out there that have like this really high production value, but you don't have to have that. Yeah. You know, if you're putting out good content or stuff that people can relate to, I don't think that that's, I like the idea that it makes it more accessible to any, that anybody can do it. And you don't have to have like tens of thousands of dollars worth of audio and video gear to do it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think people connect, like you said, they connect more with, you know, if you've got an interest, you know, if you've, it, it's you really. Right. right. <laughs> and and what, and what you're sharing, it's maybe not, you know, what kind of video specs or audio, even though that does help, like right. channels that have really good production are incredibly impressive. And when I watch some of some videos that are really well produced i'm like oh wow like i i can definitely appreciate it a lot more now than i used to because <laughs> yeah. i know how much work goes into to doing that so it it's it is impressive but then you don't need that to get your message across or whatever you want to share with people or for people to connect with you yeah it's more i think those lesser produced videos are more human almost <laughs> so right. I, I i probably connect more with those i don't know <laughs> okay well so aside from the technical side of it just the 
just the doing it part and the engaging part. I mean, a year in, how has it been? Has it been a good thing? <laughs> you think overall? <laughs> yeah, definitely. For okay. sure. Awesome. For sure. Um, well, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was going to say, I mean, there are so many nice people on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes you can hear about like these really bad trolls and like people that leave kind of nasty comments. But I mean, oh, that's been very little. So I think overall, I wouldn't let that, I wouldn't want anyone to be put off by that because there are so many just really nice YouTubers that are very supportive. And I think right. people who comment there are just, yeah, it's it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think so too. I think yeah. so too. So uh, the other part is the writing. So did you, was that something, I mean, have you done writing on other topics aside from photography or, or was that something new for oh, you too? I, oh, I think, I, so I have in the past because I have started and stopped so many travel blogs. I can't okay. even <laughs> count. Um, so I have, I used to, I don't know why, but I've always had that drive to write something and mm -hmm. share it i'm not <laughs> um i don't know why but yeah so i i used to do a few like travel blogs just like personal ones right um but then recently it's all been on photography <laughs> <laughs> right uh, so i did i started the sort of eclectochrome blog mm -hmm. and that was that's very like informal just sort of as i as I had time or something to talk about. Uh, and then also like sharing videos on that. But um, I did actually, so, oh gosh, I can't remember when it was. It might've been earlier this year or last spring. So it was either this spring or last spring. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I'll have to check, but I I used to read a blog called Fuji Love. Okay, I don't know yeah. The Fuji film people will know about it. <laughs> yeah, I've I have heard of it. I'm oh, not a big cool. follower, but I have heard of it. Yes. So I used to read that a lot um cuz I used to shoot Fujifilm digital. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's nothing wrong with digital. <laughs> right. Right. Um and they actually have you can submit ideas. Um mm -hmm. so I wrote a few things for them and one of it was because it was during the pandemic, it was sort of about photography and mental health. Mm -hmm. and how um, photography can sort of help you know help keep you or help your mental health <laughs> right. um, in in different ways and that was especially during the, the pandemic where I think I mean there was a there was a COVID-19 crisis but then there was also a mental health crisis I would Absolutely. say so yeah I did I did write some on that uh, and then I did. I so I did a few for that for Fuji Love, but then I kind of I didn't do much more because my uh, full time job got super busy after that. Mm -hmm. um, so then I I kind of haven't. Then I returned to the regular blog. Becoming <laughs> <laughs> such a ramble. Right. Um, but then this summer, so earlier this summer, I also was reading thirty five MMC a lot, 
And I saw they also have a submission process. So I submitted an article there and I really liked the process and Hamish is super nice. He really and is. Yeah. yeah. Like just, in, just, in, yeah, <laughs> really, really, really good guy. Um, and, but I initially didn't. So I wrote an article on one of their topics that you can submit on. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think later on they were looking for someone to sort of help come in with the news mm -hmm. or sort of find more news for the site. Cause he wanted to kick it back up right. and more of a site where people can find news about the photography community uh and it was i think actually um do you know you know holly gilman yes from I, analog holly analog holly yeah. she's also amazing <laughs> she is yeah she has an amazing uh, i love her both her youtube channels and mm -hmm. i mean her art um i love her ideas for i mean she does some amazing darkroom prints and um yeah. Anyways, so I, <laughs> so I think she actually because she works with Hamish a lot, and mm -hmm. she um, recommended. She sort of gave me a shout out to him about um, the the writing, right? And then you know he asked me, you know, would you be interested in in writing more for um, thirty five MSC or or doing the news? And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, like oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's like a dream. Um, so then he then here we are. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, just let, let's do a trial first because I mean I might be bad. <laughs> <laughs> you might not like it <laughs> what I write. Right. Um, so we sort of did like a little trial first and then I mean it's it's been it's been awesome. It's been so much fun. And uh it's it's been really interesting to sort of find things that are going on in the photography community and then connecting with the people behind that and then getting to hear more of their stories or their backgrounds and uh and then writing writing on that and it's it's been so cool <laughs> it has it it's it's it is a fun experience i have written a couple of articles for them you've written way more <laughs> but uh but they're it also is, very short. <laughs> yeah, but it but it is great, and Hamish is great, and Holly is great. She is a super creative person. You know, I think now she's doing a thing where, because she reads a lot of books too. Yes. So she's doing these mystery boxes that will have yes. a, a book and a print. And the print is, you know, at least for her mentally, there's a connection between the the print she chose to make and the book that she's going to send you, but it's sort of a mystery box. <laughs> yeah. You know, Which is I, such I, a cool <laughs> idea. Yeah. It, it's just so creative. And yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Again, so this, connecting more things with photography. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This is, and this is sort of the perfect segue because I don't get a chance to do a lot of breaking news here. <laughs> Because there's usually a delay between when I record these podcasts and the and that they go out, but this was perfect timing because just today there was a a music and photography related article on 35 MMC by you 
And, uh, you know, a disclaimer, because we don't know when people will be listening to this, anything we're about to say, you know, more information may come out in the meantime. But but it was about this, this you know, Polaroid had teased that they were coming out with something new. And of course, I think a lot of the enthusiasts were hoping, you know, in, in a dream world, it would be pill apart film, but yeah. just any any kind of film really was sort of, I guess, what the speculation was. And turns out it, it wasn't photography really related at all, but it was music related. So they've, I don't know. Well, why don't you talk through kind of your perspective? Because you wrote the article on it. <laughs> on what they did and kind of uh how the community reacted i guess yeah and you know what that was actually probably the first article i've written that's a bit like controversial <laughs> <laughs> um so it was interesting to see the reactions and and writing it but yeah so, right. so they teased yep like you said they teased you know there's something new coming out and then on was it this wednesday no it was the 21st um they were like hey we're doing polaroid music and we're making you know music players and an app and uh you know music um subscription and right uh, i think i i scrolled down quite far in their announcement post in the comments <laughs> and i did not find one comment that was like oh yay <laughs> <laughs> right. it was all just like really um like disappointment, sadness, um, as you get on social media, there were quite a few like raging comments. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, and then the same, so that was on Instagram and then they announced the same on Twitter and that's sort of the two main sort of channels, right? So right. it was pretty much the same on Twitter. And um, I think people, I mean, it was probably, you know, people just want, you just want films so bad <laughs> that anything else is like, what are you doing? Like, we don't right. want this. Nobody asked for this. So, but it's, it's interesting because they, when I was looking at their website on their main website, what they've got right now is all film products, like, you know, films, cameras, um, and then, and then there's music <laughs> at, right. the, at the very top now, but they don't in that menu where they've got sort of all their products it's it's sort of hidden away in a different page where they've got all of their other stuff that they do like branded content so the tvs and uh what else do they do like a 3d printer right. they put their name on a 3d printer so i think and then i think they've they've sort of done that all along whether that's uh to i mean I, I probably could look at their if if they have public financials, I could look at them and tell you being being a um accountant, but um Right. Well you talked about the you know, they did the deal with Nike too, of course. So that's another big brand. And yeah. and, and from an accounting standpoint, I mean it's a thing that probably, you know, it, it comes up in film photography conversations, the viability and stability of all of these companies that are involved. I mean, I, I get where people might be a little disappointed if they had their hopes up for something, but I think we all want these companies to be as financially stable as possible. Yeah. And if they can make it a little extra money, <laughs> you know, doing something like this, I'm I'm all for it. 
Yeah. And I mean, music, of course, you wouldn't say mm-hmm. no to that. No, no. <laughs> in the music all. and photography podcast. <laughs> That's right. That uh, is right. And, and but, I think, yeah. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, they're, what they've come out with is mm-hmm. also, I think they are trying to, I mean, it was a bit of a retro design, the music players. Mm-hmm. And that it it kind of the design itself i mean maybe they were trying to fit in a bit more with the film customers because they quite like that yeah i don't don't know how to say that in the right way (laughs) um so yeah i mean it's it it was interesting to see the reactions and write the article but i think you know anything that it's a different story if they like I think some companies like I mean Fujifilm have definitely gone in the direction of other things and they've sort of mm-hmm. dropped the film a bit maybe not a bit but <laughs> um, but I think if if they were going only music that would be a different story right um, but right. they are doing everything and then they're just adding the new music products so yeah it was it was very interesting very um i'm, I'm not a very controversial person so, <laughs> so writing writing controversial stuff was definitely new new experience for me um but it was interesting i tried to keep it sort of it, it was it, i did it was definitely a tease um yeah, yeah it was an interesting experience <laughs> that's right well the the thing the the thing i was going to ask was because you you mentioned accounting and that is something you've written about too, as well, about how different your day job is from this hobby that you engage in. And I sort of have that same situation. You know, my day job is in IT. Yeah. It's all mental. It's all, well, I mean, it has changed since COVID, but before COVID, it was all sitting in a cubicle under fluorescent lights. And it, you know, so photography has always been sort of that thing I can do that's different, right, in every way, <laughs> or or it gives me that time to reboot or reset or escape, I guess, yeah. from from you know what is demanded of me during my normal job, and I kind of got a little bit of a sense of that uh, reading when you were talking about accounting. And the same is true, you know, not just the photography, but the other things that we've talked about, you know, the podcasting or the YouTubing or the meetups or uh, the blogging. I mean, those are things different than our corporate jobs as well. But really the the question I wanted to ask you that I was curious about, um, your your work friends and circle do they know about all this photography stuff oh no no i keep it so what do you do you do they know how how do you do it yeah so i wouldn't say that i advertise it widely but i think (laughs) you know so you've probably been in a scenario where there will be a team meeting or something and you have to go around the table and introduce yourself and talk about a hobby you have or something yeah. like that. So I've been in enough of those now and I've talked about it enough that I think, you know, people have gotten the idea that I'm into photography, but as far as like podcasting about it or 
doing all of that. That's it's the one or two people I have told about the podcast. I mean, they were very nice and encouraging and supportive. And at least one of them listened to it and said, yeah, that was interesting, you know, to be nice. I don't think they have subscribed or anything like that. Um, but for the most part, no, I don't, you know, I, I just assume most people are, you know, they have their own things going on. They're trying to raise their kids and pay their bills and yeah. they don't have time for my nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, especially if it's an environment where you sort of go to work and then you go home and there's not much, I mean, your sort of work life doesn't bleed into your, your home life. If, you know, right. people just sort of go and then they, there's that separation right yeah. right but accounting i guess because i have you know live working in the corporate environment i have had friends in the accounting departments at places i work and i know that gets you know especially when it's time for annual reporting and that sort of thing that gets to be a busy time of year and those folks are heads down you know 16 hours a day or whatever it is just crazy hours so i i definitely get the the need to have an an escape or an outlet but i didn't know if that had ever come up with any of your co-workers oh uh, well do you know the ones that i think not your bosses but the right. sort of ones that, that um co-workers i've definitely ones that i've been close to i've shared mm -hmm. about photography and maybe even I, I think sometimes when they make the decision to leave as well then that's when we connect on instagram right <laughs> um right. because it's i mean i think yeah I, do, I don't know um i definitely wouldn't want my bosses maybe seeing that sort of personal side because i i do right. like to keep that separate yeah. um no i i kind of yeah, it's it's so different. Uh, so, I mean, I think they might they wouldn't not be interested to hear what people do, what their passions are and their hobbies are. But um, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> a, a select few. <laughs> right, I get it. I get it. I understand. Well, this has been great, Molly. I've had such a fun time talking to you. Yeah, same here. I was I was definitely nervous but uh it's it's been really fun <laughs> oh it has been it's been great so you know we've done we we've talked through some of these things that i suspect you know some people you've done some things that might be scary to some people whether it's taking pictures of strangers or moving to a new country or starting up a youtube channel or maybe they're not scared but maybe they just don't have the confidence i mean just what what have you learned from all of these things do you have advice for folks who might have this idea of some wacky thing they want to try and do i i mean the first thing that like pops into my mind is just do it like mm -hmm. i i think you hear that a lot a lot of people say that right um but i one thing i've learned is to just not worry about getting it perfect or getting it right or even even getting it good the first time <laughs> it could be my, if you watch my first video but please don't it's, it's awful. <laughs> um, but yeah anything that's anything that's scary so like especially with fear what mm -hmm. i've learned and i i it's a continuous process because i still get scared 
to do street photography sometimes, like especially if I haven't done it in a while um, or even portraits. Um, like if I did a portrait session now, I would be very scared. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but it's it's just do it you know um it don't think too much about it because i think if you right. think too much about things you can sort of get you know sort of mentally all sort of overwhelmed or um i i definitely do i get like when i think too like like for example coming on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> right. i mean I, I was super excited but then mm-hmm. i think if you get nervous and i was sometimes I was thinking before, like, oh my gosh, what if I say something stupid or if I say the wrong thing or, you know, what if, but then that you're thinking too much and it's not, nothing is ever as bad as you think it's going to be in your mind. And it's actually, it's been great. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we definitely say just do it and don't worry too much about getting it right. Just, just do the first thing right like take that first street photo do the first youtube video or whatever whatever people want to do for sure don't think yeah <laughs> i don't know if that sounds like that doesn't probably sound like good advice like don't think about anything just <laughs> no i agree completely i mean it, it's it's so easy to get all up in your head about something or worry about things that might happen but never do and and all of that sort of thing so i think i think it's great advice and i think you're you've set a great example uh for folks that might be on the fence about trying something because you've done all these things and had great experiences out of it right yeah and i've only i've only had a couple of like very very few bad experiences like the one i mentioned with the street photography (laughs) generally like 99.9 percent of the time it will be great awesome (laughs) and don't let that one time ruin it for you so yeah that's right all right well so how can people get in touch and follow along with what all you've got going on if you're on social media um i i'm on instagram most of the time i think that's my main the thing i'm on mostly at eclectochrome or you can go to I also have an account that I don't post to anymore it's an old portrait account because I haven't um, done it in a while but that's easier to spell so that's Molly Kate Co so if you can go there (laughs) if you forget how to spell eclectochrome then you can go there and there's a link to eclectochrome (laughs) (laughs) and I will put links to all this okay oh awesome that works that's easier um but yeah, if you don't have social media, then I just started a Substack actually. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's also Eclecticrome. All right, I will put that and and the YouTube channel, of course. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I forget about that. <laughs> and thirty-five uh, MMC. Yes, and thirty-five MMC. If you want to stay updated for all your news. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and other amazing community articles from people that write I mean there's just so much there you could spend probably a year reading what's on there absolutely and and (laughs) a review for any possible camera you might be considering trying out (laughs) yes yeah all right Molly well this has been so much fun thank you again for taking some time for me oh thanks so much for having me 
I want to thank Molly Kate again for taking some time out to chat with me about her experiences with music and photography. If you're not already following along with the various things she's doing, please do check out the links in the show notes. Thank you as always to Mike Gutterman for our theme song, Timeless. Mike's music for content creators is available via his Bandcamp page at mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. And thanks, of course, to the team at Sunny16 for hosting the feed. You can get in touch at sunny16presents at gmail.com if there's something you'd like to share with the community. And as John Whitmore might say, always try and be a decent human being.